Hello, this is a special series of mini-sodes I'm doing to help you get started on your home design. These short episodes will help you with the five steps that you need to take before you begin your home design. And this is the second of our five steps and this mini-sode is called Collect. Now be sure to download a free PDF transcript of this and the other four mini-sodes that are part of this series by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash five steps. That's the number five, S-T-E-P-S. You'll also be able to access some additional resources and helpful links for your home design that I've included there. Now, let's dive in. If we haven't met before, I'm Amelia Lee. Based in northern New South Wales, Australia, I'm a wife, a mum, an architect, and I've worked in the architectural industry for over 27 years now. Having worked on over 250 projects, mainly residential family homes, as well as significantly renovating three homes of my own with my hubby, whilst our three kids were babies, toddlers and even older, I have both a personal and professional understanding of the joy, challenges, stresses and excitement of making your family home a reality. In mid-2014, I started Undercover Architect. It's an online business to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building and renovating your family home. Undercover Architect is all about giving you access to the industry knowledge and insights you need to avoid the mistakes and dramas that can cost you thousands, tens of thousands and even hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's about levelling the playing field so that the world of renovating and building doesn't seem so mysterious and you can be the active driver in making your project a reality. I truly believe that you unlock what is possible for your future home. When you know the questions to ask, the steps to take and the best way to create a home that works, feels great and that you feel great in, you can enjoy the process of building and renovating as well as the home that you move into at the end of this ambitious journey. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. One of the things homeowners can struggle with is imagining or envisaging what their future lifestyle might be like, and as a result, how their future home might need to be to support that. We also struggle to trust our own choices at times, especially if they seem contrary to the norm and mainstream. It's one of the reasons why you'll see countless posts in Facebook groups where people ask others about what they've included and why they've included things and what they love and what things they forgot that they've regretted. And we also understand that the homes that we build and renovate are very permanent buildings that require a sizable investment. And so when we stuff it up, it's with permanent consequences that can be challenging or expensive to rectify. And living with those daily reminders and frustrations of your mistakes can not only be infuriating, it can be really embarrassing and detrimental to your quality of life in and beyond your home. What's useful, though, is knowing this. There is a huge amount of information and evidence you can draw on simply based on where you're at right now, especially when you know how to collect this information, keep it ordered and organised and then use it to help make decisions for your own project. Now, before I dive into helping you with this next step in what to do before you begin your home design, let me remind you that I'm hosting a free live online workshop later this month. In it, I'm going to be sharing the four factors that can make or break your project. It's a fantastic way to learn about the key things to focus on that will help you make your project a success and the home you create one that works for you and your family. So if you're listening to this podcast around the time of its release, then be sure to head to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash workshop. You can join me and learn loads to help you get it right in your reno or new home. 
Now, I've got three tips to help you with how to collect ideas, inspiration and useful knowledge for your own project journey. And these will also enable you to avoid wasting time in Google rabbit holes or getting demoralised because you feel that everything you're falling in love with is out of your budget. It's going to help you learn what to collect as well, because I think that many homeowners, when thinking about their home design, they're really focused on the interior fixtures, finishes and colours. Now, that can make sense because often much of the inspiration that you're reviewing will be styled shots of interiors and you'll be saving ideas related to bathrooms and kitchens and general spaces that you like the look of and the finishes that have been used. However, the interior finishes are not what drive the ultimate functionality and feel of a home. I've seen this time and time again, beautifully finished homes with the most stunning interior fit outs, but they're poorly designed and as a result, frustrating to live in. Terrible design can't be covered up or improved by pretty or stylish finishes. Great design can definitely be dramatically enhanced by it though. It all starts though with the quality of the design. And the quality of the design, it's driven by how a home functions and performs and how it, as a result, supports and improves your everyday life. Now, this really stood out to me recently when a regular podcast listener got in touch with me to let me know that they were in their finished, renovated home. They moved in just before Christmas and she's been a long-time listener of the podcast and said they couldn't be happier with the design, the team they selected and the overall process. And she said, while you spend so much time selecting finishes, what I'm more thrilled about is how functional the home is. So let me take you through three tips to help you collect in a useful way as you're beginning your home design journey. Tip number one to collect is design detective. Now, this is something I talk to my Home Method members about and how useful it is as a means of helping you establish what your home really needs and doesn't need. It's something that, as an architect, I do on a regular basis. I think of it as an occupational hazard. Every space I walk into, every building I enter and experience, in every interaction, I'm assessing how well something works or doesn't to support the activity that I'm undertaking at that time. As we move about the world in our daily lives, we can gather a huge amount of evidence and ideas. Now, this can be in your existing home and in assessing what works and doesn't work. It can be in other people's homes. It can be in your workplace. It can also be in cafes, restaurants, libraries, retail stores and any other built spaces that you occupy and move through. This is a case of keeping your eyes and ears open and having an awareness about how you interact with the spaces that you're experiencing and the various functions that they help you perform each day. Having awareness of this rather than moving through things on autopilot, it will really help you collect useful information that you can translate into your own home's design. So as you're moving about various buildings and spaces in your everyday life, including yours and other people's homes, ask yourself questions like this. How do these spaces feel? What is their scale or size? Or another way of saying this is how big are they? In volume, floor plan size and overall feel. What are the finishes? What are the colours? What are the textures? And how does that make you feel? Does the design of the space make you do specific things, such as look in a certain direction, maybe up to the ceiling or out to a view? How is the space and the things in the space making you do that? What's happening with the levels? Does the height of the space change as you move through it? And does that have an effect on your experience? How has light been allowed into the space or kept out of it? Is privacy being considered and how is that being maintained? What is your reaction as you move and experience these spaces? Are you wanting to touch specific things or move in a specific direction and sit and enjoy a space? 
And what is the purpose of the space or the room? Is that purpose clear? And can you perform that purpose easily? How does the space make you feel overall? Now, I've had some of my Home Method members, a couple Beck and Glenn on the podcast interview uh, that I did in episode 205. And you can listen to that by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 205, the number's 205. In that episode, Beck actually spoke about another strategy in being a design detective so that she could collect useful ideas for their home renovation. And you may also find this helpful. Beck actually kept a small notebook on her for a while. And as she went about her daily activities, she made notes about things that she thought would improve her ability to do things more seamlessly or simply and what was working and what was not working. So for example, while she was hanging out the washing, she made some notes about what would make that easier in the future so she could ensure that it was incorporated into the design of their home renovation. They had a tight budget and a tight site and they wanted to make the most of every cent and every square centimetre. And so being a design detective like this ensured that they could be really intentional about what got included and what didn't. I really encourage you to consider doing this as well. Having a notebook on you or making notes in your phone or somewhere similar, it just means you can jot these things down over an extended period of time and collect some incredibly useful information that will assist you with your home design and its longevity for your lifestyle as well. Now that leads me onto my next tip. Tip number two to collect is organising your ideas. If you're like most homeowners I know, you'll quickly discover that you have a lot of images pinned or saved as you gather information for your future home. In fact, it can become really overwhelming, especially if you've started your digital scrapbook or even an old school hard copy one and spent several months or even years collecting ideas you wish to incorporate into your future home. Being organised about this as you collect can be challenging. However, it's worth having a system about it so that you can revisit all the inspiration and ideas you're researching and actually have them be of use in your design and planning process. So if you're using Pinterest or House or even Instagram to save ideas and images, have a filing system. Divide your home up into its rooms and save the images and information accordingly. Or at the very least, separate into interior and exterior buckets of information. If you're also researching how-to and planning information for your project, have ways of filing that information as well. Now, I've got a really great podcast episode called How to Be a Good Project Manager that's going to be really useful for you to listen to if you're trying to be organised about your project. It goes through my 10 tips and it includes information about organising your digital and your hard copy or your analogue files. And you can find that episode by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash 222. That's the numbers 222. One big piece of advice that I can share here when it comes to how you collect ideas is this be ruthless. Cull as often as you collect. If you're doing this over a long period of time, you'll probably find that your ideas shift and change a little as you learn more about yourself and the way that you want to live in the future. If you're not culling, you'll end up with a lot of irrelevant information in your library of ideas and inspiration that can totally confuse the process. Now, you can do this forcefully by limiting yourself to a specific number of images or ideas to have per room or space in your home. So, for example, if you save a new one, then you have to cull an old one. Or you can simply do it with regular sweeps so that your collections are always relevant and current. It's also worth making a note for the ideas that you do save so that you're not confused when you come back to it later and wonder why it was so important for you to save it. I've seen homeowners really struggle to remember why they saved a picture of a particular living space in their Pinterest board only to realise it's because of the rug or the sofa or the table lamp in the picture and nothing to do with the space or the colours themselves. 
Help out your future self when you collect by using rigor and reminders that you'll appreciate down the track. Tip number three to collect is likes and dislikes. When you're pulling together sources and inspiration for your future home, being a design detective and organising your ideas, paying attention to what you dislike can be just as powerful as identifying what you like. Sometimes we can have difficulty explaining clearly what we like and why we like it, especially if that like is often a gut reaction to something or it's helping us feel a certain way. What we like may have nothing to do with the way something is finished or styled or the shape or size of a space. We may be reacting to the way natural light is falling in a space or the view it provides to outside or perhaps it conjures up a memory of a home we loved or lived in as a child. I've seen homeowners struggle because they feel that they've shown a designer all of these ideas of things that they like and they've taken them through their library of images and inspiration. And then the first design is presented and it's totally off track because the designer has interpreted that inspiration in an entirely different way. They've focused on what appears to be the wrong things and it's taken the design in a not so great direction. And that means you can feel like you've wasted your time or you've even chosen the wrong designer because they just didn't get you from the outset. Now, whoever you're working with, the clearer you can be about the ideas you have for your future home and how you hope it will help you live means that you can radically shortcut the process and ensure that you're on the same page as they bring your ideas and vision to life. And so it can be equally important to show a designer the things that you don't like as it is to show them the things that you do like. Doing this will narrow down the focus and it will help improve the understanding that they have of your view and vision of your future home. Think about this when you're being a design detective and using that notebook I recommended. Identifying the frustrations that you're experiencing in your existing home or perhaps that a friend shares with you about their home, those things are going to help you avoid mistakes or repeating the same problems that you currently experience. No doubt, as you're getting ready to kick off your project or perhaps even already designing it with someone, this activity of collect has been important to establish the must-haves, spaces, rooms, features and inclusions that you want in your future home. So here's a recap on how to collect before you begin your home design. And remember, you can download a free PDF transcript of this and the other four minisodes that are part of this series by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash five steps. That's the number five steps, S-T-E-P-S. So the first tip is be a design detective. Study the way you live, move and operate through your own home, the spaces and places that you occupy each day. Note what works and what doesn't. Number two is ensure that you're organising your ideas. Help out your future self by creating a useful system as you collect and gather the inspiration and information for your project. And number three, document your likes and dislikes. Narrow your focus and support how you can communicate what you want to your future or existing team by highlighting what you want and what you don't want. Now, as a reminder, if you're listening to this around the time of its release, then be sure to join me for my free online workshop, Four Factors to Make or Break Your Project. You'll learn how you can make your project simpler and more successful, create a home that works and feels great, and enjoy the experience overall. Check out the available times by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash workshop, and I'll pop a link to that in the resources as well. Join me, keep listening for the next mini-sode in my special series where I'm going to be discussing step three before you begin your home design. As always, thank you for listening and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye.